When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the time machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Becca, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Did you eat a lot? Yeah. My mom did surprise me at the last minute. I showed up fully expecting to make the mac and cheese because she usually gets the stuff for me to make it. And I was like, where's the stuff for me to make the mac and cheese? And they were like, oh, we all just agreed that we had too many carbs on the table this year. So I felt betrayed. But That should be the only carb on the table. I know. We didn't have mac and cheese. Which, looking back at my family's Thanksgiving, that's not abnormal. We usually don't have mac and cheese. But for some reason, I was like, where's the mac and cheese? I don't know why in my head I was like, we always have mac and cheese in Thanksgiving and we don't. What was your star my- dish at your table? I mean, the, their, a Martin delicacy is our, our brown rice. Um, but it's not like the healthy brown rice. There's like butter, <laughs> bears, uh, a bunch of good stuff. <laughs> so brown rice is my favorite. Um, did we have? We didn't have pineapple casserole. We may have that for Christmas. I love pineapple casserole. What is it? It's like chopped up pineapples, like you get in a can, with like melted cheese and melted uh, like crackers. Ooh! Oh my god, we are so Ooh. southern. I. We are so southern. I fear the <laughs> the standout dish at my yeehaw table was my uh, sweet potato casserole that I make every year. But this year it was just like particularly good. I love holiday food in general. It's like my favorite time of year. It's also sprite. It's sprite cranberry season. It's sprite. I'm enjoying one cranberry season. Um, before we get into our Disney four and one, do we do we want to talk about our wrapped real quick? Our Spotify Wrapped. Oh, our Spotify Wrapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the day we're recording this is Spotify Wrapped Day. Happy Spotify Wrapped Day to all who celebrate. Uh, mine was very unsurprising, if you know me at all. Um, it was a smattering of Paramore songs. But we both had Miley. Yeah, Miley, of course. Um, I like to say <laughs> I was wrapped in my stray jacket. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, everyone's like, don't look at my Spotify rap list. Because we're all, we all listen to the same five songs. At least I do. So whenever we, why like mine looks so crazy is I listen to the same five songs over and over. Um, but when we do album reviews for the pod, I'll listen to those a couple of times so we get like a good idea of what songs are. So like some of my like top 100 had like jump five on them. <laughs> it's like, wait, this <laughs> yes. is not a good representation. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, it is. Also, thank you to everyone who has been listening to us and tagged us in your podcast um, stats, Spotify Wrapped. Yes. Thank you for listening. We love having you here. 
Thank you for listening. Um, there will be a little more detail about our our year as a whole, like our Spotify stats and more uh, in our year in review episode coming up later this month. Yeah. But we're kicking off the most wonderful time of the year today. With some Disney 411. Disney 411. First story is just kind of an update on the ongoing drama between Sabrina Carpenter and the Catholic Church. Uh, <laughs> I just love this story. <laughs> Uh, in a new interview with uh, Variety, Sabrina Carpenter confirmed she received permission to film in the church and joked about the backlash with a cheeky reference to her own name. We got approval in advance, said the nonsense performer, adding, and Jesus was a carpenter. Um, earlier this week, uh, it was reported that Bishop Brendan was relie- relieved Monsignor, oh God, um, Donatello, <laughs> of his administrative duties over the parish days after the video's release. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> People are calling her Shakespeare. She, you know, <laughs> what is happening? Like, slow world day. Like, there's other things that is going on, people. But she ate with that. She did. She did. <laughs> um, I love her sister. Jesus was a carpenter, which is very true. Uh, so, good job, Sabrina, shaking things up. Shaking the feathers, as your new song says. I hope this isn't the end we hear of the Catholic Church versus Sabrina Carpenter, because it feels like every week there's a story. I know. This is one of my favorite ongoing stories. Yeah, because, like, what are you doing? And now you're now people are getting fired? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Over this? Okay. Hmm. Speaking of fire, our next story, someone was on fire on Instagram over the holiday break, because Miley Cyrus got... Her iPhone password <laughs> and posted. <laughs> Miley Cyrus can take herself dancing and she could celebrate her own birthday however she wants. In fact, the singer did just that to ring in her big 3 1. Standing in front of a small invite only crowd at the famed Chateau Marmont, Marmont Hotel in Los Angeles, Miley performed her Smash Hit Flowers for the first time live on November 22nd. For the intimate set, the used to be young singer artist donned a strapless black mini dress with matching gloves. She completed the classic look with the hair slicked back in a low bun. This is the caption she wrote on the carousel videos. My birthday gift to myself. This shoe was very on brand. <laughs> I performed for myself and sang my favorite song, including my own. First live performance of Flowers was to an audience full of my friends and family. Taking the song back to the seed, she sprouted sensationally, grateful for the growth in us both. Hmm. Our uh, invite must have got lost in the mail. <laughs> I know. Dang. She's so real for like live debuting the biggest song of the year to an intimate like 20 people though. <laughs> an intimate an intimate moment. Is this the chateau she's been living at? I believe it <laughs> at the chateau. There are also rumors that she got engaged to her current boyfriend that night as well, but I don't think there, that has been confirmed. There's also denied. rumors that she sang a, a new song. There's a video um, of it. Yeah, people are thinking that's uh, our new song that's coming out. Hmm. Uh, do you think Miley will perform Flowers at the Grammys? I can only hope. Yeah. Come on. Just do one. Just do one. For us, for your, for your intimate fans. Technically, is this the first live performance? Because she did the Unplugged Backyard Sessions I, I guess they're saying that that was pre-recorded. In front of people. In front of people, it was yes. in front of people, though, so I don't know. 
No, I guess in front of an audience. Yeah. Watching her. Right. Hmm. Maybe one day we'll get an arena to watch her. Uh, our final story is a little podcast uh, podcast news. Um, the Sweet Life Zack and Cody actor Kim Rhodes, who played, obviously, Carrie Martin on The Sweet Life, uh, defend- said Dylan Nicole often defended her on the show set. Speaking on the Back to the Best podcast, hey, our mutual what's up? Uh, last week, Kim Rhodes recalled a particular moment when Dylan Sprouse refused to tell a fat joke at her expense. They defended me all the way through. I got pregnant when I was on the show, and of course, the show dealt with it by making fat jokes, Rhodes said. One of my favorite m- memories is Dylan had a line that was a fat joke, and he just kept skipping over it. It was like in the middle of a chunk of dialogue, so he, so he kept skipping this line. And finally, we get in front of a studio audience, and he skips it, and the executive producer screams, Cut! Dylan, say the line! And he goes, I would... Not disrespect any woman that way, let alone this woman. You write something funny, and I'll say it. Dang. How about that? How about that? What a great story. I know. And, like, the the bulls to say that at, like, 14 to a, you know. I mean, their name was on the show, so. But I don't know if I, even at 14 I would have that. I don't know. I didn't have my own show at 14, so maybe I would have a little more confidence. And Kim Rhodes was also on the Vulnerable podcast with Christy Carlson. So she's making her podcast rounds. Kim, if you're listening, which I know you are in my mind, come on, come on the pod. We also want to ask you about Christmas with the Cranks because you are in that movie. (laughs) For a split second, but I know what I saw. It's on her IMDb, so you're correct with that. So what do you think about uh, this revelation via Kim? I love it. I love to see her making the rounds and telling these stories. We saw this story pop up in multiple news outlets throughout the week. So it was it was cool mm-hmm. to see all that. Right. And on like the days after the big Sweet Life um, uh, restaurant right. day. The time was right. It was, very, it was a very Sweet Life um, couple days. We were living the sweetest life. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the Disney 411 I have for you. Until next time, we'll unwrap some next week. Ooh, well, speaking of unwrapping, it is the first day. Today is literally December 1st that this is dropping. So it's the first day of the month of Mary. Oh, I love this time of year. I'm so excited to do this again. We are covering all things Christmas related to the Disney Channel. Lots of fun stuff coming up. We're starting off in some bonkers territory. And I don't think I really knew what I was getting into when we agreed to watch. Agreed to watch I don't think this. you did either. But it is the Lizzie McGuire episode with the most 2000s title you could possibly imagine. Extreme Xmas. Yes. <laughs> with special guest Steven Tyler. As Santa Claus. Don't forget that. As Santa Claus. And, and it aired on December 6, 2002. Um, what do you remember about this episode if you remember it at all i have never seen this before today what yeah i'm so glad we're talking about this so this was on the disney channel holiday dvd i had oh my gosh um so this was a very this was ingrained in my memory (laughs) um i remember watching this as a child and did you know who steven tyler was back in 2002 no do you think like (laughs) So I think I was like, I think this is my first introduction 
to Steven Tyler. Right? I think my first introduction to Steven Tyler was when I boarded the rock and roller coaster. <laughs> well, if anyone's wondering, why is Steven Tyler in, in Aerosmith in Hollywood Studios rock and roller coaster? Well, we just got to show them this episode and be like, well, Aerosmith and Steven Tyler is Disney canon. So it works. You know? <laughs> they should do this a holiday overlay that... where it's Steven Tyler and Lizzie McGuire. And Lizzie McGuire. Ooh. When you launch, it goes to uh, what dreams are made of. <laughs> hmm. Actually, be fun. It would probably have to launch um, to his version of <laughs> Santa Claus is Coming to Town from this episode. With that high note. Many high notes. <gasps> Many high notes. It's just so crazy that Steven Tyler. It's just like this was like, you know, in um, the heyday of Hannah Montana, that's when like, very random celebrities guest starred because their kids liked the show. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, seven-year... Like, there's an episode of Hannah Montana where Larry David is the guest star. And it's not like seven-year-olds are like, oh, my gosh, Larry David is on <laughs> Hannah Montana. Um, it's supposed to be for the parents. So I think this was very much for the one parents, of those moments. Yeah. When was Rock and Roller Coaster... Um, when did that launch? Sometime in the 90s. On- so, okay, so maybe people were kind of aware of Aero... I mean, people... It's Steven Tyler. People know who Steven Tyler is, but I'm thinking, like, a seven-year-old, me... I would not have known who that was. I, don't, I think my parents uh, um, explained it to me who it was. Because it's like, who? That's why I was wondering, who? in my mind, like, why did he make this choice? And then we watched this behind-the-scenes clip where he kind of explains that his kids watched the show and he caught on to it. And he says this fascinating thing <laughs> he says i've been to maine spain and spokane but i haven't seen lizzie mcguire <laughs> <laughs> because he goes on to say in this behind the scenes clip that he was watching tv with his daughter and he was like what show what show are you watching and she's like uh lizzie mcguire dad hello <laughs> i can know more about lizzie mcguire are you living you under a rock this. are you living under a rock um so obviously there people were like why did you pick liz mcguire to um come on like we said and i found some articles back in 2002 that he gave some interviews preparing for this episode (laughs) (laughs) so this is um so i have two articles this is from 2002 this is what steven tyler said we went to disney world in florida and we were there for two weeks and at night when your pups are barking and you've been walking (laughs) all over the place you watch television and Disney's got this channel. <laughs> he said, your pups. As soon, I was reading this article, and as soon as I saw it, Stephen Tyler said, when your pups are barking, I said, let me take a screenshot immediately. Um, he is so real for that. And Disney's got this channel, and along with all the infomercials and what's going on in the park, is this Lizzie McGuire show. And I'm sitting there watching it, and I said, Chelsea, who is their, his daughter, what is this show? What is this? She goes, oh, it's Lizzie McGuire. Don't you know anything, Daddy? <laughs> no, I've been to Israel, Maine, Spain, and Spokane, but I had not seen this Lizzie McGuire show. And so I watched it, and I fell in love with the character. And then he goes to say, I mean, look at Leave it to Beaver. Miss, uh, Those people slept in two beds. Nobody believed that. Give me something real. You turn on Lizzie McGuire, and she is everything they weren't. <laughs> He is spitting in this interview. <laughs> Maine, Spain, and poke Spokane. <laughs> when your pups are barking. He's so real. There are tears in my eyes. 
That was worded pups. as perfectly as it possibly could have been. I used to love Steven Tyler. Like, I had his autobiography. <laughs> when he became the judge on American Idol, that's when I was like, I, this guy is so funny. I remember when he moved to Nashville and it was like a big to-do. Yes. And he has his store in Nashville. I yeah. Know, he still has it. It, yes, it's still there. And, they and sell like leather the boots and jeans. I've never <laughs> been feathers. in there. <laughs> so they did the, in this behind the scenes thing that we watch, of course, it's about Steven Tyler's kids being on set because they're in the episode. Yeah. They make a little appearance towards Chelsea, the end. Chelsea and Taj. Um, and they are in the episode, which we will get to at the end. They get they get a little cameo. Yeah. I just um, love how the behind the scenes was, of course, like perfectly crafting Disney's typical message of like celebrity kids are just like us. And they're like, wow, we can't believe we're on this set for the first time. And Steven Tyler is not like a scary guy. He's cool. Like, he's just my yeah. rock star dad. And all the cast members are kind of like, how the heck did he get on this show? Yeah. <laughs> They're all kind of like, uh, okay. Especially the mom and dad. Uh, the the people who play it, the parents are yeah. like, yeah, I have no idea why he's on this show, but we're very excited. Well, Gordo is giggling and kicking his feet about it, too. He's a fan. He's a fan. He's like, ooh. And Hillary's like, uh, he's just so cool. <laughs> he's like everything about him is cool like the way yeah. he talks the way he walks typical Hillary <laughs> fair also um, the poster so it was like a big deal that Steven Tyler's on the show so they had marketing that they like would show on in magazines and stuff and it's a it's a picture of Lizzie McGuire and behind her is Steven Tyler um, as Santa and the 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 quote on the poster goes, when Steven Tyler guest stars on Liz McGuire, dude looks like a Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll show you the picture. Because, oh like, God. Steven Tyler in this Santa thing is like a... He look, it, like, the way in this poster, it's like Steven Tyler is, a, is like a, a, a villain behind Hilary Duff and she doesn't know what's going to happen to her. <laughs> He's twiddling his mustache. Like twirling his mustache like a. This is like an evil so funny. Oh dude my looks like a Santa. gosh. I don't anyway, think she we haven't even... wears that fit in the episode either. The Lizzie, oh gosh. the cartoon Lizzie as Santa is smirking like she's the Grinch. <laughs> she did something. She does steal in this episode. I guess that's a good segue into the beginning. <laughs> yes, let's finally get into the episode. This We're already off the rails. <laughs> All right, let's go. So it opens up with a toy drive. Um, and we already see Steven Tyler. It's not like a big reveal that he's in this episode. Frame one. He's, he's there. right there. Yeah, and he's, he's like one of those Santas that you hire. So it's not like he's supposed to be... Um, like, right now, we just think he's a random person. Yeah. Disguised as, but like, he's got someone like, you hire off the street. His shaggy hair is, like, coming out from under the hat. They have this, like, weird skinny beard on him. He doesn't look like Santa mm -hmm. at all. And it yeah, starts and off Gordo with and Larry... What's his Tudgeman, name? Tudgman. Larry Tudgman. <laughs> weird kid. If you did not know. You text me, like, is this guy a part of the show? I was like, ooh. I thought you were talking about fra um, Nobby Frosty Bum. 
am not. Oh, no, he is not in the show. About Nappy Frosty Bottom. Frosty. That little <laughs> rascal. <laughs> the villain of this in, episode. In, 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 intruder. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to it. Um, he yeah. What did he? He's saying something. He he's like a nerd gets off. He, likes he gets off from Santa, and he's like, "Ho ho ho!" in a bottle of rum, and then he stops, and he's like, "Well, no, that's pirates. I guess it's okay though, because you have a beard." And he turns around, and Steven Tyler's just like, not giving a like, hoot. Weird. He's like, "Weird kid, <laughs> weird kid." And Lizzie is in line with Gordo with a little, a little poofy in the back of her hair. A little poof. A little poof. Yeah, and it's like a toy drive, so they're giving away. Um, a lot of things, and Gordo's like, "What is all in your bag?" And Lizzie goes, "A drum, a compressed air horn, a hand buzzer, a siren hat, and a toy bugle." And apparently, that are, those are all Matt's things. And we get a cutaway of Lizzie doing her homework, and Matt has all these things. Why on earth would his would Mister and Missus McGuire buy those things for him? <laughs> it's giving that line from The Grinch that's like, "They bang on Bing Bowsers and." <laughs> Matt is just banging on his Bing Bowsers in this episode. But Lizzie's like, he's too old for them. He's giving them away. And then, of course, cartoon Lizzie in a burglar outfit is creeping away. (laughs) And she's like, I I took them while he was asleep. He'll never know. Right. And I guess he doesn't. It's not ever addressed that he finds out in this episode that she did Uh, that. Okay, he's too old for that. We also find out that the Santa for hire last year was a biker who stole presents. <laughs> and this Santa's is going to steal the vocals. So at the much end. thievery in the first three minutes of this episode. Yeah. So there's um, also, along with this toy drive they're doing, there's also a parade that's happening in a couple days. And it's a float. And um, this is before the. They explain all this before, right? Or after. Lizzie and Gordo are talking about it in line because Lizzie reveals that she needs to win the contest because first prize is a ski trip to Aspen. And cartoon Lizzie is is like, I'll do anything if there's Freddie Prince Jr. at the bottom. Girl, he's taken. And she skis him to the bottom and she goes, oh, that's a moose. (laughs) What's happening? What's happening in cartoon land? Cartoon anyway, Lizzie is to, popping off. They get they give the the sack of toys to Santa, and I just remember this line reading so vividly in my mind where Tim goes, "Cool siren hat." <laughs> I just remembered that as clear as day. Every line and, Steven Tyler utters is so embarrassing, and they're just like really. <laughs> really happy that Lizzie gave all this stuff. And she goes, well, the kids have a Merry Little Christmas and I get a silent night. She ate with that. <laughs> and she knew. Hillary said, I'm going to... Hillary devoured that line. She kind of did a little pose at the end. She did. She popped her hips. She was like, ooh. She, she knew this was the button to get into the theme song too. So then we cut to... Um, them build, they're building the floats. So Lizzie and Gordo are in the float building area and Lizzie shows off her idea for her winning float which is like rock and roll christmas she has this grand vision for it and her her whole family is going to come and help and larry comes up to them and is talking about like 
his Star Wars float that he's building and they say Weird Kid again, which is why I texted you and was like, is his name just Weird Kid? Yeah, this is definitely an episode of Liz McGuire where it's so late in the series that there's no need to reintroduce your characters, your recurring characters. Speaking of characters, someone is notably absent. Uh, Miranda. Miranda. And this is the first um, uh, episode um, that Miranda's not in. Ooh. Yeah, so I think it aired out of order, so there's a, there's always an excuse to where why she's not there. This is the first broadcast episode where Miranda is not in it. So th- that's why, like, there's no mention of her. Well, I think in, the, in a previously filmed, they, like, explain why she's gone. Well, we do get a sisterly affair, because when Kate enters the scene, she is accompanied by her cousin Amy, played by none other than Haley Duff. Sisters. She's the first nip of sibling. Like, why Not is she the there? first, girl. <laughs> there were many before. Yes, but I guess I'm thinking Kate already had, like, little friends. I don't know why. There's this new character, Cousin Amy. So she's Kate's cousin. Yeah. It's Hillary definitely like, why does your cousin look kind of like me? <laughs> your cousin looks familiar. And they're getting, um, Lizzie's getting stressed about the float because Kate comes in with hired workers to help build her float. And the weird kid has this like grandiose idea for a Star Wars float. And Lizzie just needs help from her family, who's not here yet. But that's when we officially are introduced to Nobby Frosty Bottom. Who is the Santa's helper from the toy drive. But he's on the phone. He answers the phone and he's like, he did what? And then he is talking about somebody named Thimble Muffin petting a wild animal and is like really acting like he's an elf. Yeah. And Lizzie and Gordo are kind of like laughing at him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's also weird. Like when you do these Christmas references, you can't reference a lot of things unless it's like in pu- public domain. So I think that's why I guess they could say Rudolph. Yeah. It, it's just weird. Um, but yeah, so Frosty is not what's his name nobby nobby frosty bottom nobby's here to stay and the thing about like lizzie has this elaborate float because she um wants to win which bites her in the butt at the end of the day but anywho so the parent so matt and dad and mom come to help lizzie with the float yeah um and they bring christmas cookies and Nobby, aka the Cookie Monster, goes digging <laughs> in the cookies, <laughs> like he's on the Great British Bake Off, being like, mm, "These cookies are a little, mm. Mm, a little underdone." Like th- this man has like walked up to the McGuire family, and it's like, and the cookies are like in a, like a, like a covering, so it's not like they're just like open for grabs. They're in yeah. Joe, the mom's hand, and they're cookies he's shaped like, oh, like Santa. Cookies. Santa would love these. They're they're shaped like Santa, and he's saying out of pocket yeah. stuff like. It's a pretty good likeness of the guy. Of course, Santa had a mole removed, but you wouldn't know that. And he's also had a tummy tuck. And like, why are you right. saying they, oh, all this? And the weird sound effect when he gets a tummy tuck. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. It's nasty. And, um, well, yeah, cause they, and they all had a deworm Rudolph. So let's, <laughs> let's not, let's not go into that. But, uh, Joe brought, uh, potato pancakes for Gordo since he celebrates Hanukkah. Yeah. And Gordo's not happy about it. 
He's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so they're all like, Lizzie's kind of um, catching them up to speed about how like, this guy thinks he's like Santa's helper and yada, yada, yada. And he does like, you know, like in the, in the, in like Christmas stuff where no one thinks they're real until they like reference old things they wanted as kids. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. So Matt, of course, believes him and is like, oh, I want this, this. Can you tell Santa I want this, 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 and this? Um, and he's like, oh. He's like, yeah. And then he introduces himself to the dad and the mom. And Sam's like, hey, I'm Sam McGuire. He's like, oh, Sam McGuire, you wanted an easy bake oven when you were like seven. And it zooms and in on struck- Sam's face. And there's this quick like, like horror sound. Yeah, because, you know, easy bake ovens are, quote unquote, for girls. <laughs> He's just like, I just goes, wanted to make pizza. I gotta go. And you know, pizza's just for boys. <laughs> it, they kind of like run off. and Yeah, to go like start helping. Then they come back. Like immediately. And they tell Lizzie that they're all going to go leave and have lunch with Nobby because he has the best stories. Like when I, when I tell y'all, it's not like they cut, like they do like a time jump. Where it's like a couple like minutes later, and you can see time has passed. It's literally like they walk off screen to go start help building the float. Lizzie and Gordo say like two or three things to each other, and they come back. They're like, "Okay, well, we're going to lunch," <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we'll come back and help with the float after." And they don't because Lizzie comes home and she's like, "I hope you well, all enjoyed your six-hour lunch." No, we have to go back because you you did not touch upon the moment that made my jaw drop. When they talk about going to the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> we won't get into it, but it's just one of those moments where they go to this Chinese, they're going to this great Chinese place that Nobby knows. And he yeah. just says something that would not, he, it was just out of pocket now. Um, it's very 2000 things that someone would put. I'll just say that, but my jaw was on the floor when he said what he said. You know what I'm talking about. I think I blocked it out, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Anyway, but then he, then it cuts to um, Lizzie's like, okay, I, I guess bye. And she comes home and like Becca just said, okay, I'm going my, thanks y'all. What, what, what did you say? Repeat what she you said. She says like that they've got nothing done on the float and that she hopes they enjoyed their six hour lunch, which means they were gone for six hours with this random stranger who may or may not be a Christmas elf. And this is where I started to get mad because Lizzie in this episode is way too nice and she is just bowing over when her family is quite frankly ditching her for this complete rando like okay by the magic of christmas and disney channel of course he's a christmas elf and of course it's the right thing to do but like just realistically this is just a strange man from the street but she comes home and he's in his little elf outfit, like wiggling his booty under the tree, decorating the whole McGuire house. And Lizzie screams that she has a right to do. Did you already talk about that? He's in full elf regalia. <laughs> yes. He says it's because Matt asked him to change into it. Oh, yeah. Which is like, it's just weird seeing that. <laughs> and then he reveals that like Matt's number one wish on his Christmas list is a private island in the Caribbean. She's like, that's a little big. We need to go to something a little smaller. And it's revealed that Nobby is going to stay at the McGuire house for a few days because... Because the pipes aren't work, are busted. In his retirement home. And Lizzie is just like, 
okay, I mean, I don't care who stays here as long as my float gets done. But of course, no one wants to work on her float. They want to play an electric guitar version of 12 Days of Christmas and do a montage. And we do a montage. But my thing is, why is Lizzie expecting everyone to drop everything and work on her float? I think she's in the right for being mad that her family ditched her for a complete stranger when they promised to help. I don't know. I I feel like there's just poor communication across the board, but I personally would be mad if my family was leaving me in the dust for a random stranger in an elf costume. Yeah, it is very strange, but I do love a good montage. And Liz McGuire does love a good montage as well. There's a they're passing the the plates around, they're laughing. They're dancing, they're singing. Joe and Sam are hammering into a fruitcake. Just throw it away. No one wants that. Yeah. Oh, and then, of course, we get a montage of Joe and Sam kissing under the mistletoe. Not once, but twice. If if Joe and Sam do anything, it will be kiss on a Liz McGuire episode. <laughs> That's so true. They're always kissing. Yeah, they are always kissing. So then Nobby gets a phone call that's like, they can't have it done by Christmas? What's going on? Uh, uh, after they sing a yeah. very botched rendition of The Twelve Days of Christmas. Which is very interesting. Matt is belting for the gods. And Lizzie is peeved. He, yeah. Five golden. And then, That's when his phone rings. But... Uh, Lizzie and Matt are both kind of like, oh, what is it? Like, the Santa can't get the toys out by Christmas? And he was like, no, there's no workers to fix the pipes. They can't have my pipes fixed by Christmas. Which is when Sam is like, we'll fix it. What? Call, uh, what? It's not, yeah, it's this not is retirement when... home's job to call another plumbing service. Yeah, I'm like, these three strangers are just going about their day meeting Nobby Frosty Mom. <laughs> and now like Sam, are you a how how far do you think this takes place for Christmas? A couple days before? Maybe no more than seven days before I was say. Yeah. And all the plumbing people are just like, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. Everyone um, in town has cashed in their PTO. Literally. <laughs> that's why that's why they save them up. Um, but then they have no one for plumbing and that's when everyone just decides to drop everything. And apparently everyone now has a license, a plumbing license. Well, Sam says he's taken a couple classes and he has some tools and Joe and Matt are so swayed by the magic of Christmas that they're just like, right. They're yeah, like, we'll like, help. And then at, at some point Gordo is helping them too. And I just don't know how this like ragtag family is supposed to get the job done better than just like calling a couple of other plumbing companies and yeah see who's that's the working. only plumbing place in town and lizzie's like well what about my float this is where lizzie was getting annoying she's like what about my float that i it didn't feel like everyone volunteered to be help with lizzie's float it was like they were forced to in my mind hmm so anyway, so I still think she has a right to at least be a little bit upset that her family is ditching. That's fair. So we cut to Lizzie and Gordo trying to get the float done. And Kate and cousin Amy come by and they're like, oh, that your float's looking like that. Well, we're off 
doing basically everyone's float is coming together everyone's a lot better is like going big and crazy like kate and amy are like we're going to lunch if a motor gets dropped off for us it's for our float larry has a smoke machine and yeah so the the mcguire family does show back up and it's lizzie's like oh are you here like are you ready to help and sam is like no it's gonna take longer than we thought and there's a cutaway that Gordo is in. Yes. Even though he's not supposed to be there yet, of them all yes. getting sprayed and being like, ah! I wrote that. And I was like, hot noon air. And then, I, yeah, when I saw him there later, it clicked into peace, but I was like, is he double timing on Lizzie? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what we're going to figure out? And then all of a sudden, like, Gordo's like, well, is there any way I, you need some more help? And. And then that's like, well, a couple of hands may be great. So Gordo just drops everything. Yeah. And decides to spend the rest of his night helping plum- plumbing things. <laughs> Which I'm like, everyone is so helpful. Everyone is so gung-ho to help Nobby Frosty Bottom. But no one is Frosty helping Bottom. Lizzie McGuire. I mean, no one's helping. Who's helping Lizzie McGuire? Because <laughs> she's like, what about my float? What about my float? So they're all going, obviously. And so she's left alone. And almost none of them are. Sam goes with Team Plumbing and Team Lizzie. No one is dressed appropriately to be doing manual labor. I know. Like Lizzie's <laughs> in a skirt, in a nice top, platform sandals. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be crawling around that float to get the chicken wire reindeer all set up <laughs> and all that stuff. So Lizzie falls asleep alone. She takes a little nap. <laughs> And she has, and we get a great filter. An insane (laughs) dream, that's like every Christmas story you can think of thrown into one. She wakes up in like a a dreamy version of the room that she's in right now, and Nobby Frostybottom is there, and he's like, "I don't think you know the true meaning of Christmas. Someone is saying you don't." And then we have a kind of stream of Christmas Carol like iterations of the characters where yeah, Gordo it's, first it's appears like, as an elf who wants to be a dentist a la and Rudolph. I know, and I know the guy who was playing Gordo was so embarrassed <laughs> to do this. He, he seems like the guy who would be like, this is embarrassing. So don't, I don't, Why are I we don't doing really want to do this. He is like the elf from Rudolph who wants to be a dentist. Yeah. And they pitch Gordo's voice up. He's like, why do you care about this float so much, Lizzie McGuire? Because <laughs> that's all, like, it's for her to teach about the true meaning of Christmas. And then Lizzie just keeps saying, you're not the goat, you're not an elf, you're not this, that, and what have you. She's like, you're just the bad pepperoni pizza I had for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joe um, comes in as the ghost of Christmas past. And does... They're like, Mom, you're not the ghost of Christmas past, you're just my mom. She's like, well, what, the ghost of Christmas past are this? And one of the most insane things I've ever seen on television. Uh, she becomes a giant ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> and that was, that was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. And then she's like, then she's- look at the TV screen. It's your room. And Lizzie's like, why are you showing me my room? And then Joe's like, want to kill you to clean it once in a while? And there's kind of like a almost type sound effect. I was like, of course, because the mom, she's still a nagging mom. Yeah. And then after she leaves, Matt comes in with his head wrapped in like a blue towel. 
here we go. And tells the story of the birth of Christ. Now, was this supposed to be a take on Linus from Charlie Brown's Christmas? Maybe. Because that's what Linus does. Maybe. He says this whole thing. Because the color scheme would be right And he's that. wearing a blanket. Yeah. He goes, I'll tell you what the true meaning is. <laughs> Lights, please. <laughs> if anything, Matt is a performer. He is. Remember when he and Lanny were tap dancing to try to earn that bike? He loves right. to hit the stage. He loves to hit the stage. If anything, he will be performing. And then so Sam little... runs in at the very end and is like, I do a great wise man, but a net from out of nowhere claps down on top of him and he yanks him away. And thank goodness. And then Lizzie. <laughs> well, is this when they show, is this when they show her what's been going on at the. Yeah. So they show like her in this box, an image of what's going on at the retirement home of them trying to fix the plumbing. And it's just like, this would not be happening. They're like plumbing to the tune of joy to the world. With their bare hands. <laughs> like no tools. <laughs> and then Lizzie becomes Lizzie the Grinch. The Grinch. She starts rhyming the the Grinch speech, basically, where he figures out the true meaning of Christmas at the end. She becomes Jim Carrey, puzzling on the on the edge of Mount Crumpet. <laughs> and she looks down on her family, and I, I, my jaw was agape. This came she out said, of nowhere. Like she, like, and there's no like mystical music that plays to get her like. You know, like like a like a tone to be like, oh, she's like transforming into the the spirit of Christmas that makes her do this. She's suddenly just she's like, rhyming. Uh, Dedaddles or Zools. <laughs> like, what's happening? And then we reference Wizard of Oz, so that comes out of nowhere. Because Lizzie yeah. learns the true meaning of Christmas, which is what is the true meaning of Christmas? Is the true meaning of Christmas to help people? Is that what we've discovered? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. To to love others, to give, yeah. to share. But you could still do the same thing with, and then them helping Lizzie's float. I know. I was just like, how is Lizzie, who surely doesn't know how to plumb, <laughs> arriving on the scene? I guess. I guess it. I guess it is because the whole point of her float isn't for charity or anything. It's for a trip to to, to ski. You know. Yeah. As opposed to, so I, I get where they're going, I guess. that That's when Lizzie figures out the true meaning of Christmas and is like, do you know how to get there? And that's when she goes, I guess I'll click my heels three times. Which is why why there's a random Wizard of Oz reference. I don't know. to say. Wait, we have to talk about what what um, Nobby says. It's like, you can drive my, what does he say? What kind of car does he have? I don't remember. He's like, my car's parked out front, and that's the end of Lizzie's dream sequence. Lizzie, and what is the first thing she, she wakes, wakes up, up and, and she says, Nobby drives a gas guzzler? <laughs> and then she's up, she goes, I have to get to the retirement home. <laughs> How, well, go, girl, run in your big old flip-flops, girl. <laughs> Let's go. And, and then it cuts to Gordo and the McGuire's trying to get the plumbing fixed, and there's not having any luck. And Gorda's like, so Nobby and his friends will have anywhere to spend Christmas. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, Gordo, it is. And then, like, Lizzie, I laughed out loud with Lizzie's entrance. 
because they're like giving up and Lindsay's like uh, not on my watch <laughs> and they're like what and they're like what are you doing here and Lizzie, of course is like well i learned the true meaning of a christmas and i guess she gets some magical powers yeah, she, like, suddenly knows exactly what plumbing part to put where and all this knowledge is flowing out of her mouth. And Sam seems shocked because there's no way he knew those words. He's like, whoa. He's like, how did you learn work? all this? And she's just like, I, it just came to me. It was so weird. It's so strange. I, I have often found when we watch these Disney Channel Christmas episodes that the way the magic of Christmas, like, happens is so weird and very out of pocket for the show this was this was too may i say sometimes too understated of what the magic of christmas is like is this just a co- like i'm like so is this just a, is this just a coincidence or is this supposed to be the magic of christmas well i guess we find out because well they're like where nobby go they can't find him yeah okay because they say it's christmas eve remember like hello it's christmas eve people yeah so they're spending their christmas eve doing this <sighs> Okay. Or, like, they were going to spend their Christmas Eve building a float? What's going on? Spend your Christmas anyway. Eve at home around the fire. Yeah. Come on. So they all, like, they all, like, kind of huddle together and kind of look out in the distance. And then Nobby's like, hey, sorry, guys. I had to, now that the toilet's fixed, I have had to drop a big one. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but in my mind, he did. Well. <laughs> uh, so then we, so then we, uh, it was just so dumb. When Lizzie, like, had plumbing powers, I said, when, how, how long is this episode? <laughs> the weakest Avenger. Um, so then we get to the parade, which is just piled of stock footage from what looks like 1982. It's, like, old <laughs> footage of, like, what looks to be a Macy's parade cutting into, like, clearer footage from today of extras. Like, they don't match up at all. They don't. And Lizzie and, her, and Gordo are on the front lines watching the parade, and... Lizzie's like, well, like, I don't really care about my float. You know, I, I learned my lesson. And Haley Duff comes up to insult Lizzie. And she's like, I saw your float. It should be in the trash. And then she's like, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> to you too, Amy. I saw your float. It should be in the trash. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too, Amy. And that's, not, it's, and that's not the first trash joke of Lizzie's, <laughs> Lizzie's um, float. Because there's a trash joke earlier, like, Oh, just like put that in the pile of trash. She's like, "Hey, that's my float." And he's like, "Oh, sorry." Like Nobby says that. Um, <laughs> Not Nobby roasting her too. We get like kind of clips, like actual footage of filmed in two thousand two of the of the parade, and there's these two men riding on bicycles. Apparently, Sam's cousin Riri and his buddy <laughs> Stucco. Where is this lore coming from? (laughs) He's like, hey, look, it's my cousin Riri and his buddy Stucco. (laughs) What? Uh, This is a a big Lizzie lore episode. (laughs) This is not a Lizzie McGuire episode. You can just drop it and kind of Where's the Lizzie McGuire reboot? The Adventures of Riri and Stucco. That's what we're missing. Um, And everyone thinks they're throwing batteries. (laughs) Matt's like, duck and cover. And then the announcer's like, oh, it's not batteries. It's candy. Now, what the hell? Um, yeah. <laughs> this sequence then, is so strange. And here we go. Here we go. It's about to kick Steven into high Tyler's octane. Back. Nobby, Steven Tyler's back. Nobby comes up and he's like, I thought you might want to meet the big man, the big boss. And it's and Hillary's, Steven and Tyler's like, Santa. hey, it's you. 
And he's like, and I heard Santa. what you did for Nobby. It was pretty righteous. And Gorda does a great line that was in all the commercials that I remember. It says, Santa just said righteous. <laughs> uh, and then we have a group of kids who are definitely not actors. They are Steven and Tyler's kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, and two of the kids, Taj and Chelsea, Tyler, <laughs> um, are roasting Santa because yeah. they're like saying, well, this is the real Santa. They're like, uh, you're too skinny. Your, you're too skinny. You're, well, you may be too skinny, but you sure are old enough. Which is not true. <laughs> well, no. Um, you see Ty- Steven Tyler's flappy hair <laughs> blowing under that red cap. <laughs> and so, so these kids are dogging on him. And they're like, well, if you're the real Santa, prove it. They're like, yeah, prove it. He's like, well, I don't need to prove anything to you, but lucky for you, I like showing off. Then all of a sudden, it cuts to an announcement that like, all right, up next is um santa claus is coming to town float by lizzie mcguire and he's like what she's like hello (laughs) (laughs) she runs up to like where her and gordo and the family were standing like no this is possible my uh my float was like literally just a pile of garbage there's we didn't finish in time like i don't know who did this and then nobby's like i may have an idea of who it was lizzie and then he's like, wait, me too. And then the craziest editing starts. <laughs> and here he comes. It flat, it like cuts to like 50 frames before we get to the song in this <laughs> moment of like, Lizzie, Santa Steven Tyler, Nobby Frosty Bump, <laughs> the float, the parade, Steven Tyler again, Nobby Frosty Bump, Lizzie, and then boom. There's is Steven Tyler eating, <laughs> eating, eating, eating on the float. Not eating. The candy cane feather boa that's like wrapped around the microphone. <laughs> he is singing Santa Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> and he is reminding everyone how he's the lead singer of Aerosmith. Yeah! A rockin' version. <laughs> and <laughs> when he goes in his high pitched, I'm telling you why. <laughs> it's so random. And then it just is reaction shots to everyone like Amazed. And then a bunch of close-up shots of his mouth. There's one that's like it's a photo booth filter of like it's four of him, and then it turns, and it's like sixteen of him, and then it turns, and it's like eighty of him. <laughs> just keeps. It's so. It's funny. Attack of the Steven Tyler. And then Gordo has a line where he has to tell the youngins who this is by going, "I can't believe Steven Tyler from Aerosmith is on your flow." Right. They're like, so Santa's like he like does all the math for us, just in case we're not caught up of. This is supposed to be Santa who transformed as Aerosmith Steven Tyler to perform on your float. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what? And I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, and that's, and it's just a rompous wild treat of Steven Tyler on a little tiny float. I couldn't believe that the episode just ended after that. Like, I didn't even have time well, to process the shock <laughs> Before it ends, it ends on another crazy editing of like Steven Tyler singing on the float, then a then a cut to Liz McGuire smiling, then a cut to the crowd, then a cut to Navi again, and then cut to Steven as Santa Claus, and then of course it just cuts to Lizzie smiling, and then we get some bloopers, and it's just 
Hillary Duff tripping and people not knowing their words. And when she an ing- when she said her um, click my heels three times line, she said, I'll click my heels two times. Well, three times. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. <laughs> um, but I do have it. <laughs> I do have it ingrained in my mind of the blooper of Steven Tyler at the end going, got that one. Got that one. I you did get that, that one, Steven Tyler. And the credits roll, and Steven Tyler is credited as Santa Claus. Crazy. Yeah. Ooh, that was truly that was an extreme Xmas episode. <laughs> it was. It, they, they warned you in the title. They, they're like, this isn't Warning, your- Warning, hallucinations, and Steven Tyler. <laughs> this is Liz McGuire to the extreme. I know. <laughs> to the X. This is 14 episodes before the show would end. And you think, where could it go from here? <laughs> they said, oh, we have a passport to Italy back in our back pocket. It's waiting. That was, when, y'all, when I tell you, it literally, it cuts to Steven Tyler wailing for his life. He goes, my kids love this show, so let me give them my best, my best effort. Ooh. Liz McGuire is real, and so I'm going to put on a real performance. It deserves a true rock and roll performance. What did you think? Overall, well, before we have our closing thoughts on the episode, I think since we're not covering a That's So Raven Christmas episode we did that last year, I think I still want to know around the holidays, WWRD, what would Raven do? Yep, that's me. What would Raven do if she was in this extreme episode of Lizzie McGuire? I know exactly what Raven would do. All right, go for she it. She would dress up. I, I think I have two possibilities in my mind. I think okay. the first one that came to my mind was that she would dress up as a plumber, as she has done before, and go in and be like, I'm the plumber from out of town, and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And she would just like try just, to tighten some pipes to like get them out of to there. To speed things up, like, to get them back to you your You should go plumber. help your daughter. <laughs> but she's like, she's getting sprayed by nine pipes at once, like falling, and then the wig would fall off and, and all would be revealed. Or she would dress up as another elf and come in and be like, Frosty's needed elsewhere. We gotta go. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. They're like, well, what about the? They're like, oh no, we got it. We got it. Um, Santa's. Uh, instead of a lump of coal, we're gonna lumps of plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a That's a Raven episode, who would be? So let's say this That's a Raven. If we took this plot of Liz McGuire, where there's Santa is a famous singer at the end. If this was Liz, if this was That's a Raven, who would it be? Paula it Abdul. Can't be Boys in Motion. Paula Abdul. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That would be funny. Paul Abdul again. <laughs> I just realized Liz McGuire, they said if we're doing a Christmas episode, we have to have singers in it. That's a, like that's in the, the contract. We need to deck the halls with song and dance. <laughs> so what is so before we get into our Disney Channel lesson, what is what is your overall thoughts of literally watching this for the first time it was absolutely insane i mean there were times i was texting you like what and help like when steven tyler started performing i was just like help 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 like in it's, all caps they really don't ease you in. they don't they just smack you in the face with his wail <laughs> i could not believe <laughs> what i was seeing from frame one honestly like this is a crazy episode i thought when we covered the aaron carter episode that that was a wild ride and that was kitty stuff that was a bunny slope compared to this right it's crazy right. i think it's because like they're like kids knew aaron carter kids may or may not know 
um, Steven Tyler. So we just have to bring out all the bells and whistles for this Aerosmith episode of Lizzie McGuire. But it's a crazy episode. Like, it definitely has to be seen. It has to be seen to believe. If we say, yeah, there's an episode where Joe McGuire is, goes to Christmas past and becomes 15 feet tall. <laughs> and Aeros- and Steven Tyler, like, wails it at the end. I, this is just a classic. It's crazy. I love it. It's so funny that Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. I know. They don't, they don't say just Steven Tyler. They have to say Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. They have to let so you know. So people kind of know the context. What are they like? So Steven Tyler from Aerosmith from Rock and Roller Coaster in Disney World in Orlando, Florida is Santa Claus. <laughs> they give you all, they give you all the context. It's a fun episode. It was great. I was so excited to get on the mic and talk about it because there were so many things to talk about. Like, there's Steven Tyler, there's Hillary Duff, there's some some there's Lizzie's Jesus full in it. on grinching out. Yeah, Lizzie is grinching <laughs> out. She's she's grinch. Don't make her angry. She's grinching out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was it was a fun it was a fun 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 for all ages really. Uh, wild ride. All right, what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is that the faster you help someone, the faster other things can get done. There's other Ooh. things that you need to do. So just just suck it up and, and go help because you have the power to do it all along, as, as Nobby says. That's true. Um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is... You never know who might be your local Santa Claus. <laughs> and maybe Aerosmith Steven Tyler. <laughs> so true. And if you doubt him, he'll prove it to you and perform on your float. <laughs> All right. Uh, Becca, if people want to see how you're performing, Santa Claus is coming to town on Lizzie McGuire's float. <laughs> <laughs> Wailing. <laughs> with a flip, with a, with a good like blow dry flip out here. Mm-hmm. Where can they find you? Well, I'm telling you why. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hey, it's Becca, H E Y O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, or my other podcast, YGSSG, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, available wherever else you get your podcasts. And if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. But more importantly, if you want to keep up to date on anything and everything about this podcast, follow us on all the social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us. Uh, Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a review, we will shout you out next time we record an episode and give you the love right back. Give us five stars on Spotify if you are ever so kind. And talk to us on all the social medias. DM us. That's the cool thing about this uh, is... So we can hear what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. Because we want everyone to have so much fun listening to this as we have and making it. All right, y'all. We have kicked off the month of Mary officially. Um, Very excited to get into it. Next week, we have a very sweet little Christmas episode for you. But until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts. Don't fall off the float. (laughs) 